Welcome to the weekly podcast of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, located in the city of Middletown, New York. Today's message will be brought to you by our guest speaker, the Pastor Shadrach Machua, all the way from South Africa. Each week, we stream our live recorded services to encourage, build up, and edify our listening audience. Our aim is to share with you the uncompromised and infallible word of the living God. Our prayer is that today's message will draw you closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And now, here is Pastor Shadrach with today's word. Uh, we, this morning, we're going to come out of uh, Acts chapter 10. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Okay? Hallelujah. Okay, so we're going to come out of uh, Acts chapter uh, 10 from verses verses 1. Okay, there to so. So so I'm going to read. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man uh, and one who feared God with all his household. You heard that? He feared God with all his household. Not just him, but with the entire Household who gave alms generously to the people and, and prayed to God always. He prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius! And when he observed him, he was afraid uh, and, and said, What is it, Lord? So Uh, He said to him, your prayers and your arms have come up uh, for a memorial before God. How many of you know that God answers prayers? How many of you know that God knows your giving? How many of you know that whatever you are doing, God knows about it? And he always from time to time opens the ledger and looks you up. Like, what are you doing right about now? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, so so uh, he says here, um, oh, and, and, when, and when he observed him, he was afraid, and he said, what is it, Lord? And so he said to him, your prayers and your arms uh, have come up for a memorial before God, and now send men to Joppa and, uh, and send to Simon, who is sent him is Peter, uh, he's lodging with Simon Eterna, whose house is by the sea. Uh, he will tell you what must uh, what what you must do. And when the angel spoke to him, he departed. Uh, Cornelius called two of his household servants and uh, um, uh, those who uh, servants and, and and the divorce soldiers from among those who waited. Uh, on him, waited on him continually, waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to them, uh, he sent them to Joppa, uh, 30, 30 verses 30 and 34. So Cornelius said, four days ago, he's now explaining to Peter, four days ago I was fasting until this hour, I was fasting until this hour. I was fasting until this hour. And the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and uh, your arms are remembered in the sight of God. Sent therefore to Joppa and call Simon here, whose name is Peter. Uh, he is lodging in the house of Simon Eterna by the sea. Uh, when he comes, he will speak to you. So I sent to you immediately, uh, and you have done you have done well to come. Now, therefore, uh, we are all present before God uh, to hear all the things commanded. 
um, you buy garden 44 and f- up to 48. While Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. The Holy Spirit <laughs> fell upon all those who heard the word. The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word and those of the circumcision who uh, believed uh, were astonished uh, as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Uh, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Uh, then Peter answered, can, can anyone forbid water that uh, these should not be baptized uh, who have received the Holy Spirit uh, just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Uh, then they asked him to stay a few days. Uh, we may take our seats. So, so um, uh, when, when we was doing praise and worship, um, I, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that, can you please tell them that they are, uh, we are in, the, in that time space that he called, uh, bring him to me. I, I say, what is that? He, say, he says, yeah, it's, it's, it's the moment, ladies and gentlemen, that's called bring him to me. And then I said, so Lord, he says, do you remember uh, Mark chapter 9, this, uh, you know, going down 23, when uh, that man brought his son, and, and, uh, and, and his son was, who would be thrown into fire and sometimes into the water, and it was the time of his deliverance when Jesus Christ said, bring him to me. And the devil knew that this kid now was going to be delivered. And he tried to choke him, to kill him because he was shaking him. He was doing all those things, you know, to to try and like kill him before he get his deliverance from Jesus. So he was saying that, can you tell the church that we are living in the bring him to me moments? It's the bring him to me moments. If there is a time that we are going to worship God, it is this time. If there is a time that we are going to pray and lift up our hands to God, it is this time. If there is a time, this is the time. You cannot even afford to be, you know, uh, going there outside and doing some stuff because the devil is laying in wait. And he wants to devour. The Bible says that uh, he is roaming around seeking whom he may devour. So when you stray outside the church, are you hearing what I'm saying? When you stray just a little bit and you say, you know what? I'm going to go to the club tonight. Nobody's going to see me. I'm going to go like right far where nobody else from the church is going to check me out. Listen, he's going to be lying in wait for you. And the next thing we hear is that, oh, he, he was caught up because it's to bring him to me. Moments. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. But, but listen to this. The kingdom of God is going to move forward. The kingdom of the Lord is going to move forward. But it is going to call for men who are going to walk uh, according to certain dictates. You are not just going to live any old kind of way and you think that you are going to carry out the work of the Lord. It ain't going to happen. You have to live according to the government of the Holy Spirit. And you have to make the decision right about now that you are going to live for the Lord. And you are going to start walking according to the dictates of heaven. Otherwise, it's not going to work for you. 
the next time you find out you have a gray hair and a gray beard and you know guess what you haven't done the things that God called you to do because you was playing around do, are you hearing what I'm saying but the kingdom of God is going to move forward hallelujah I'm going to leave that alone and move on. See, see, the, the, the system of the world, okay? The system of the world and the value system is so different from the heavens. It's totally different. I'm going to come up real quick. I'm, I'm going to come back to Colossians. Then Jesus told his disciples that if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. How does that work? How, how, how does that language is totally against the value system of the world? Right. You see that? Deny yourself. That's right. What are you talking about? <laughs> deny myself. And then, then he says, he says, see, what I'm trying to show you is that this is spiritual language. That's it. And if you're going to be a candidate, who is going to walk in power and begin to minister and to prophesy and to deliver and do things that God has called you to do? You better tune in. You hearing what I'm saying? You have to tune in and stop playing around. Don't come up in here. You fornicating outside and you come in the church. And, and, and say, you know what, they, they're not going to... No, we're going to see you, but we're not just going to tell you. Because we don't want to be up in your business. Because some of us, for some of us, you know, when we do church, we don't have no options. For some of us, it's church, and it's God. And then it's church, and then it's God. And then it's church, and then it's God. And then it's church again, and then it's God. Some of you have options. Some of us don't have options. So when you come up in here messing around, we're going to see you. We're going to see you. We're just not going to tell you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, listen. Kano, I saw you twice in your house with your family praying. I want to say Keep on doing that. Amen. Keep on doing that because God is calling you to another place. For, forget all those, you know, forget about that. Answer the call of God. You just heard what I said to you, right? Answer the call of God because he's calling you to another. See, whenever God is taking you to another place, there's always stuff. So let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So you see, how does that work? Number one, I got to deny myself. Number two, I got to carry a cross. But the cross, the thing about the cross is that the cross is a bloody apparatus. It is, it is a place where people are killed. It is a place where Jesus Christ was crucified. So you want me to carry a cross? How does deny myself and carry a cross? See, the language is that your flesh got to die. You're not going to do the spiritual things of God and you carry that. You're bringing up in here flesh. Flesh and flesh and flesh. And you think that, you think that we don't see. We see. We're just not going to say. Did you hear what I say? Amen. So check this out. You see, you see if, if you want to see the patterns of God, uh, you, you, you look at the patriarchs. Look at Abraham. When he called him, he started separating him from all the things that he loved. All the natural things he loved, he started taking him away from that. Take him away from that. Take him away. 
Because if God is going to use you, don't be surprised when you begin to go through uh, things that you don't understand. Like, God, what's happening to me? Why is it my, all my friends, they're living large and you know what? It, what but what's going on with me? No, no, sir. It's because God has his hand on your life and God wants to use you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So purpose. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. So he says, he says, you, you see, his land. He says, like, Abraham, he says, yes, sir. He says, okay, I want you to leave your land. See, when we talk about land, we're talking about economy. Mm. See, like, like he told me, like, you got to leave your job, sir. Mm. You gotta, I'm like, what? <laughs> how, are you, how does that work? I got kids. I got this. He says, oh, you got to go. Five years we fought. Like, no, sir, I'm not. He says, no, you got to just, oh, you got to trust me. But this is gonna happen. And and, and <laughs> okay, so so <laughs> leave the land, leave the land, leave your kindred, okay, father, mommy, and all that. Leave them. Okay? So as if that's as if that, that's not enough, okay? He says he, he 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 goes to his wife, he says, Honey, who we gotta go? We we gotta hit the high road. Oh, what's happening? We gotta go. So what he does, he takes Lot with him. But that's not what God had told him. That's right. Right? So on the way, on the way, and God doesn't say anything to him. And the only time he speaks to him is when Lot has been separated to him. And, and he says, and the Bible says that, uh, 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 and God said to Abraham, uh, the, the moment that Lord had been separated away from him, he says, look up with thine, lift up thine eyes from the place where thou stand. Look up uh, with thine eyes from the... So Lord was taken away from him. Another, he was, that, that, that's what, oh, that was his cousin. He loved him, so he had to take away from him. You take him away. That's something natural. I'm just trying to show you when God is going to use you. I mean, the next thing is Ishmael. It's my, my wife told me to do this thing. Now we got Ishmael. Now she's telling me to get rid of him. He wasn't happy about that. And he was like, no, I mean, what, what happened? The wife says, no, you got to get rid of him. I don't care. I'm the one who told you to do whatever, but listen. <laughs> You gotta get rid of him. So, but check, check this. What happens? Right. And and then and, and then God had to come into the conversation. He says, He says, Abraham, do what your wife is telling you. You gotta get rid of this Ishmael. Gotta go. But it's his son. Separate something he loved. That's right. What I'm trying to tell you, oh, there are things that you are attached to, yes. natural things, yes. things of the flesh. And God is going to have to separate you from one, two, three, I don't know how many. Because God, God wants to use you. He's not, he's not going to use you until you are separated. The business of the Holy Spirit is separating you, sanctifying you, consecrating you for the use. Of the kingdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't worry. We're going we're gonna to have pizza in a, you know. Don't worry. We're going we're gonna to be okay. So the next thing is Isaac. Uh, this is the, 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 the kid for, of promise. And, and now he's, it's like, uh, uh, you got to get rid of him. Uh, but, but what's so interesting in, in chapter 22 is that, is that, um, uh, when God comes and speaks, he says, uh, chapter 22, he says, and after these things, the things that happened in 21, and he, say, he says, Abraham, says, I'm here, sir. I'm here. See, so the attention, the sensitivity to the things of God, and he says, take your son. And you see, you know, what's so, what's so cute is that, and what's so scary is, on the day, the day that he was supposed to take his son 
to to um uh, the places he had to wake up early in the morning. Who does that? <laughs> Waking early in the getting up early in the morning to go and sacrifice your son. Well, you see, God has spoken. Jesus. So he's being separated. So what we are saying here is that the value system of the world is totally different from the value system right. of the kingdom. So Colossians, thank you Jesus, we are there. <laughs> Colossians uh, chapter 3 and verse 1 and 2, it says that, listen to what it says. It says that, if then we were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. So listen, are you listening to this thing? It says, set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. So this language by itself is like totally opposite to what we understand in, in, you know, in the systems of the world. So he says, what, what, what I found curious is that he says, if that, if that, because there's a supposition that maybe you are not there. You are not there. So if then you were raised with Christ, seek the things. So if you're raised with Christ, the, your business is seeking uh, things that are above. Where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Then he says now, set your mind on things above uh, and not things on. That itself doesn't make any sense to me. It makes sense to you guys. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, how am I going to put my mind on things above and not things on earth? Listen, my argument is that my cousins are here. Right here on earth. I, I, I mean, Pookie, Tito, Jubag, and all of that. They are right here. So, I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I, how come? How, how do my cars are here? My, my, my house, my, my properties are here. My, my, my wife is here. My, uh, you know, my, my kids are here. My, my grandkids are here. So, I'm, how, how does it work? I mean, and I'm being asked to say, see, it's, it's, this language is totally opposite to language that we uh, uh, understand, you know, on the earth because it's spiritual language. So what does it mean is the question. What it means is that I have to have a consciousness. You see, people think that, you know, the way God made you, made you, I put you together it does does not is minus you know how he operates and how he does and that that's minus. Sometimes you gotta forgive me. Sometimes I go philosophical, but I'm not philosophical. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to show you something. So so see see you, you you see your consciousness, your mind has to be dominated by the supernatural. By the spirit. Amen. Did you just hear what I said? Yes. Your consciousness, Amen. your Amen. intellect, your mind has to be connected to the heavenly. The reason is so that, and now it makes sense now, so that you can take care of purple down here and you can dine with Juneberg and you can go to Tito's house. No problem because what you are doing you are living down here supernaturally. Because you're connected to heaven. So everything that you do, you take care of your business supernaturally. You, you, you do all your dealings supernaturally. Everything you do, you are doing according to the dictates of heaven. So you see... So you, 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 you can be able to, um, to, to understand. You're not always going to call pastor like, hey, this is what happened to me, pastor. You know, can you come to my house, you know, and, and pray for me? And I'm, I'm actually upset, 
You know, when I called you, um, I called you pastor and you, do, you didn't show up. You know, I wasn't feeling so. So when you live by the dictates of heaven, right. you will have so much power that when that power is operating in you, you understand what the word says. And the word says that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. See, but, but here is the difference. The difference is that you can hear that word intellectually and leave it there. I understand what it says grammatically and everything, and I'm just going to leave it there. But you do not give it space and room in your spirit. As long as it's not in your spirit, you haven't received it, it's not going to work for you, baby. It's not going to work for you. What's going to work for you is a word that you have received and you have given space in your spirit. Now you can tape into that word and and say that I know that the word of God says no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that riseth against me in judgment, I have the power to condemn. I not this. We're, talk, we're not talking about Jesus. We're talking about God. I have the power to condemn. So you know what? Your your witches. Can you you can come to my house? I just tell you by the power, the name of Jesus. Get away. When I got saved, I grew up Methodist and, you know, I didn't know what it was, but, you know, then I got saved. I had an encounter with Jesus. Mm. Yeah. So before that, every night, I would, I, would be, I would dream flying or I'm in water. But, you know, here's, here's a mystery and here's what God showed me. When I got saved, I got saved. A woman came to my house. I told you this before. She was dazed. She was in a trance. And she knocked at the house and we opened the door. And she got in. She says, where do you people live? She's like, I said, what are you talking about? She says, I come here every time. And I don't see you. I said, what are you talking about? We are always here. It's like, nah. Every time I come. There is fire at that door. We cannot get in. But you know what? And and I understood now. Because when I I surrendered my life to Christ, I stopped flying every night. I I, I stopped being, you know, put in the water. So I just came here today to tell you that there is power. See, what we're talking about is power of prayer and the power of giving. There is power... In prayer and this power. Oh, these two are connected. Don't ever think that they are are connected. There is so much power. I I feel the Holy Spirit in this house right about now. There is the Holy Spirit moving and it is touching people. And somebody is, oh, hallelujah. Somebody is getting delivered. When you leave this place, you're going to feel different. And you will know the oh Jesus. You was in the presence of the Holy Ghost. You were in the presence. Oh Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are talking about a consciousness that has been connected, that is to be connected to. Uh, the supernatural. So, see, the reason why we got to do this is because we don't want to be caught up in religiosity. We don't want to be religious when we, especially when we come here at this church. I'm talking. I'm not talking about all the other churches. I'm. I. I, I worship here, right? So I gotta talk about right about here. I don't care about yeah all over there. I care about this place. Okay. So, because this this is my house. Are you sharing what I'm saying? This is where we eat food. This is where we fellowship. 
This is where we have our pastors who lead us and show us every time we come here they, or their business. Uh, do, do you know who your pastor is? Your pastor, Pastor Albert, right, right there, Pastor Frank. What their business is showing every time is like, there is Jesus. <laughs> you gotta connect, get connected to Jesus. There is just every day. Come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They all, they, that's all they do. There is Jesus. Because that's their assignment. Don't try and give them another assignment. And don't try and make them busy with foolishness. Don't try, try and just you know, congest them with any other stuff. And come to know here, Pastor Hill. And when they talk back to you, they'll be like, Three weeks you don't come to church. You're manifesting. <laughs> so we want to break out of religious the religiosity. We want to break out of, uh, you know, we want to walk because we are full of the Holy Ghost. We want to walk by revelation. We don't want to walk by uh, circumstance. We want to live supernaturally. We don't want to live naturally. We want to take authority. Who doesn't want to take authority? Take authority and be be in charge charge of your family. Did you hear what I said? I said be in charge with you. There is nothing that's so difficult that you're trying to run a family that's out of alignment. Whenever you want problems and you don't want your things to be moving, be uh, the, the boss or the priest of a house that's out of alignment. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in big, big trouble. Mm-hmm. And not just you, but your children. That's right. I, I, I want to say grandkids for, uh, because I got grandkids. And grandkids too. You, you're trying to create problems. because Why? Because out of alignment. Have you tried to drive a car that's gears are like, huh? Yeah. Does it work? <laughs> okay, we want to walk in authority. We need to be decisively dominant in our affairs Amen. by use of revelation. We need to break the spirit of religion. See, yes, I don't want to go too deep about this. Spirit of religion, you come to church, you don't miss church, you come. You, 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 you carry your Bible, you carry your... You know what, we, we had missionaries back home, and you know when they used to come, you know, what, what, what the picture that they gave us, the, the Roman Catholic, the picture that they gave us of being holy, so there we are, anybody, come give me the Bible somewhere. Right, so so the, being holy for them is tucking in yes. the Bible by this, and they walk like this, like, oh, that's a holy man. <laughs> that's, a, so that's that's religion. And we have no business dealing with that. We, in actual fact, we will not break the spirit of religion. So we're breaking it right now. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Spirit of religion, we cast you out. We're going to call you out and you get out right now. In the name of Jesus. The spirit of manifesting, get out. Some of you better grow up. You better measure up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Jesus Christ said to them, listen, I, do you want to leave too? You can leave if you want. Because he's a man on a mission. He means business. Yeah, all got to grow up. So we're not just breaking the spirit of religion. We, 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 we are also breaking um, the, the spirit of almost. You know, the, the spirit of almost is, is, is related to the spirit of religion. So, it's, it's almost is like, I almost got married. 
I almost bought that car. I almost got that degree. I, I, I almost worshipped. I, I almost knew this. Everything is that you, you're not going to do anything until you hit 70. Then when you hit 70, you're trying to look back and say to yourself, because you, you're doing an audit, like, I'm 70, so what have I done that justifies all this? And then you find there is a blank. There is really nothing substantial. And that's, 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 how you see, that's how you see people just die. Like, oh, he died. what happened? Because they're thinking like, what the hell did I just do? I did nothing with myself. Look here, I'm, I'm 70 and change. You see, you see what I'm saying? So the, the spirit of almost... So you see what we're going to do? We're going to chuck the spirit of almost out of here. Get out of my house. Spirit of almost. Get out of my children. Spirit almost. Get out of my grandkids. Spirit almost. How about this? Get out of my money. Spirit of almost. Get out of my relationship. Spirit of almost. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not going to even touch the counterfeits. I got to move. I got to move. So you see, because we're talking about the power of giving and uh, uh, we're talking about the power of prayer, I cannot, I cannot move on without going to Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. It says, give. You know what? When you look at that, when you see, it, says, it says give and, and there's a comma right there. And when I was looking at it and I was reading, I heard the Holy Spirit say, do you see that there is a comma that's a breather? Uh, God would have just left it at give and we should just be giving because God said give. But he knows how you all are. So he had to explain it further. He doesn't want gray areas. He doesn't want no ambiguity. Okay. So he, he gave it to you plain. Uh, those who know um, the law of contract know what is called ambiguity. There is a term that they use in law. Where my lawyers at? There is a term that they use uh, that's called contra preferentium rule. Contra preferentium rule, what, what it means is that uh, if anybody in a contract puts a clause... You're all hearing me? Yes. You know, sometimes I shift to class and I go and I come back to class. So, so listen, if there is a clause in a contract that uh, uh, I put in there, and then for some reason there is a dispute and it goes to court, uh, when they read the contract and that clause is not clear, there is ambiguity, there is a gray area the judgment is going to be passed against the one who wrote the contract, the one who put that clause in there. The judgment is going to be against them because you is the one who put the, car, the, the clause in there, but the clause is, is a gray area. Uh, there is no clarity. The clause, there is ambiguity now uh, because there is ambiguity. We're going, we're going to charge against you so if it's damages you gonna pay mm -hmm. so 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 god knows you all so he says he says yeah give and there's a breather mm -hmm. i'ma just look at you and wait <laughs> okay so then he says and it shall be given to you oh yeah i mean is is that complicated but the way we hear it, remember I said intellectually, then spiritually. Right. Yeah. Intellectually, over the 30 years, it was, oh, yeah, give. and it shall be, you, you even quote the scripture. Mm. 
but it's not relevant to you because you don't know what it means. You don't know that that's, that's, that's the word that's going to bring deliverance that's to your right. house. Right. You don't even know that that's the word that's going to bring healing to your house. Right. You don't even know that that's, that's the word that's going to fix everything yeah. that's been messing up. All them that's demons the and spirits that have been harassing your house. You don't even know that that's, that's the word. Did you just hear me? Yes, Lord. That's the word. So he says that, and it shall be given to you good measure. Huh? Good measure. Press down. Shake it together. And running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Thank you, Jesus. We we're moving. Acts chapter 10 and 1 and 8. So, I just want to say here to um, um, the man of soul purpose, I just want to say that God is raising men up in this house. God is raising men who are going to move the kingdom forward. But I got news for you. There are certain dictates that we have to live by. There are certain rules, spiritual rules, that we got to follow. We are not going to live any old kind of way and think that we are going to cause an impact in the kingdom of God. It's not going to happen. And this is why we're coming here in Acts chapter 10, verses 1 to 8. We are seeing the profile of a man. Uh, and it says that there was, a, there was a certain man called Cornelius. Hallelujah. Yes. Cornelius, and I looked up the, the, the name. It says Horn. It means somebody who blows. Where's where Reuben? See, see I tell, I, when I was reading, I said, that's Cornelius. Yes. Amen. I said, that's Cornelius. He, he <laughs> blows the shuffle. That's, that's him. I just say something uh, uh, prophetically right there. Yes. So, so, so uh, Cornelius now, Cornelius now, we got to look at this and see how we are expected to be walking as men uh, who are going to take the kingdom forward, men of sole purpose who are going to uh, uh, charge the kingdom forward, men who are going to make decisions and, and say, you know what? See, dictates of God are say, you know, there's certain things that you can't do. But, uh, you know, so-and-so is doing it. No, no, you're not going to do that. Forget about him who is doing it. But you are called to a certain place right. and you are going to walk a certain way because these dictates have certain spiritual uh, rules that you got to live by. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I thank God for men of soul purpose because here is what's going to happen. I'm saying men because look, the, look, look at it here. Uh, because it's going to be men and all their households. So once, once the man sees uh, the light, they begin to walk in wisdom and the power of the living God. And the whole entire household is going to come with them. So, so, so Cornelius, uh, we are told that he was a devout man. He, he was uh, a deeply committed man. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, a man of soul. Uh, Peppers, you hearing what I'm saying? He was a deeply committed man. Somebody who is so strong about their belief system. There is nothing you can tell that man. You can't sway them. You can't uh, bring up uh, a, uh, a, a bottle of Irish whiskey <laughs> and you think that they, they're going to fall for They're not going to do that. They are deeply committed. Did you hear that? Deeply committed. So this is the man we sing today, Cornelius, uh, a deeply committed man. And these, these men, they're not going to change the way they live. They're not going to change uh, the way they worship because they just ran into some uh, problems. They just ran into some hindrances. They're in a fight. Uh, they are wrestling. Some, for some reason, they are uh, wrestling in their life. They're not going to change. You know, I've had the opportunity uh, growing up of, you know, heading cattle out there and, 
a storm catches us out there, and then you see how, uh, uh, have you ever seen a reed in water when the storm, when the winds are blowing? Uh, it, it, you, you see, it blows, it's, it's blown, and it goes right there. It just bends uh, because the winds are so strong. And if they come the other way, uh, it's going to bend the other way. You know, but the, it, it doesn't uh, break. When all the uh, storms are over, you see the ridge is standing there like la 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 la. Like, like there was no storm. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So these, these are the men. This is, these are the type of men. These are men who walk, um, uh, who are governed by the dictates of heaven. Uh, nobody's sleeping here today. Yeah, by the work up, okay? So, you see, because they, they are adherents uh, of the things of... See, you know, there's somebody who teach, teaches me on the download. Yeah, or, you know, don't, don't know about it. But they, see, uh, you see, my pastors here, they, you know, they'll be like, okay, yeah. Uh, okay, so now, so, so <laughs> adherents... Of the things of God. You know what an idea we know about adhesive glue? They're just like attached to the things of God. There's nothing that you're going to do to them. Their adherence to the things of God. So this, this was the man, uh, Cornelius. Uh, and and, and uh, one who feared God. That's what the Bible is saying. He feared God with all his household. So when we're talking about uh, the fear of God and with all his household. I just thought when Pastor was talking about the next phase of teaching about the kingdom family, I said, wow, you know, and he, he was talking about alignment and, and, and all that good stuff. And, and here is somebody who fears God and all his household. I don't understand, uh, uh, you know, having somebody in my household He's living in my household under my roof and, and they can be able to talk back to me and say, you know what, I'm not going to come to church with you. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he lives under my household. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand that politics myself. But, you know, where, where I come from, I'm going to just leave it there. I'm going to just leave it there. So, now, I just want to tell you something about or, or the fear of God. Um, the fear of God or being righteous, these are realms. They're not, they are realms in the spirit. I got news for you. The fear of God goes beyond an anointing. Let that sink in. Righteousness goes beyond an anointing because there are people who are anointed, but they are into foolishness. People who are anointed, they are in adultery. People who are anointed, they are thieves and crooks. People who are anointed, but are doing things that God has no business in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? Anointed. But when we talk about men walking in a realm, can I prophesy to this house? I prophesy that there will be God-fearing men. And even as I speak right now, oh, hallelujah, the Spirit of God is moving and touching like it did at the day of Pentecost. Flames of fire. Touching people who are being called uh, for assignments and ministry in the things of God. Realms. Moses. I'll give you one example, then I'll move. Moses, when he was standing at uh, the Red Sea, the Red Sea, and, um, and he lifted up... Uh, the stick and pointed, that wasn't the anointing. <laughs> it wasn't. That was a man who walked in a realm. Yes. Realm of righteousness. Right. You don't stand at the place that Moses was standing and talk about, I'm anointed. No. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you, it ain't going to happen, sir. 
It's not going to happen. You're just going to be a righteous man. In right standing with God. You're just going to be a man who fears God. And there are no two ways about it. You just got to be righteous. God, did you hear what I'm saying? He says, God fearing. You put God in his place. And you stop playing around. And you stop hooking up with the world. And you say into your spirit, God, I want you and I want nothing else. I want you to use me. I want to be a man of God. I want to be used by you. And you begin to walk uh, under the dictates of heaven. You begin to walk uh, righteously and stand in places where the patriarchs, the oh Jesus, the patriarchs walked. People like Abraham walked. People like Daniel walked. People like prophet Ezekiel walked. You begin to walk like that. This is what the Bible says in, in, in our Hebrews chapter 12. It says, you, you, come, you have come unto Mount Zion. And it says that uh, to, to, to um, adjust the spirits of just men made perfect. Spirits of just men made perfect. Are you here? I got to move on. I got to move on. So, so you see, that, that was that Moses, that was, that was uh, a realm and not an anointing. Daniel, when he walked up to the king and he read, he says, Mene, mene, take care of us. That wasn't an anointing. That was a man walking in a realm of righteousness. You don't go up to the president and say, Hi, yeah, I'm anointed. I'm going to tell you this. That will take you down, sir. That will take you down. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so let's move. He gave generously. The Bible says in John chapter 3, 16, it says that, uh, and God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved the world. And how did he redeem the world? He gave. Do you see the power of giving? He gave to redeem the world. And he knew what he was doing. Like if I'm going to redeem them, I'm going to have to give. I just came here to talk about the power of giving and the power of prayer. Prayed to God always. That's what he did. And this is what's going to happen. Man of soul purpose. You don't ever wait to be here at 1175. You don't have to wait to do that. You can do it in your car, man. You can do it at Starbucks, man. You can do it in your kitchen, man. You can do it everywhere. Pray to God always. The apostle Paul says, pray without ceasing. The prophet Isaiah says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and uh, and no faith. But you know what? It's just those that wait. Yeah. It's very distinctive. Mm-hmm. It's not everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. they that, that wait. I just came here to tell you that prayers come before God. I don't know. See, my thing, I'm going to say this and leave. My thing is mm-hmm. when your ledger comes up in the presence of God, what is he going to see? Oh, this is uh give me a name. I don't want people to chase me and try and like oh yes. <laughs> My pastor. You know, when your ledger comes up, ah, uh, I want the Lord to say, Look at what my daughter is doing. And the Lord smiling. You want to see the Lord smile. And when the Lord smiles. Why is this looking at your ledger and you're all at your house minding your business? You just begin to see things happen. You don't know that he's looking at your ledger. He's, he's checking. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, Pastor Albert. It's like he, he's, oh, he's doing. And, and things just, and then you, you, you just, because prayers come up before God. Arms come up before God. 
everything you do come up before God. You see, I don't know what you're doing out there. Mm. You know what stuff that you do that you know like, like nobody's seeing me? My God. It comes up before God. That's right. And I don't know how he's going to respond to you. But all I must say is that I fear for you. But I thank God to, to be under pastors that I know without a shadow of a doubt that they're God-fearing people. They love God. There's no fakeness. There's no, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, which is good. No. 14, 15 years and counting. Yes. Sit down with them and ask them what they have gone through. Right. Hey. That's when you know I am dealing with a people of God. Amen. And the hand of the Lord is upon their lives. So, you see, listen. So, y'all all be sitting at your houses because I hear you. I hear people in their houses, but I'm just not going to tell you. <laughs> you sitting there talking about, oh, Pastor, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know what? This Pastor is one no one. No 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 so, so, go on, prophet. Go see, prophet. see, I don't want to talk about these things, but I'm going to say it right now. I, I hear people. So, sometimes. Some, sometimes I'm placed in people's houses. I'm be standing there like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, so I gave my, I called my son. See, I, I was moved and I, I was in my house in the city. And, and I saw, I saw my, 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 my middle son is the joker of the house. And he was, you know, saying things about me and everything uh, in front of the TV. It's like, and they're laughing. They didn't see me. I was just, I'm, I'm just telling you about some realms that you can walk in. That's right. So, so the moral, I pick up a phone and I say, I say, Daniel, I know what you were saying about me. He says, what day? I said, you said this and this and you were saying this and you yeah, always laughing. And he said, dad, who told you? I say, okay. Come on, Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, Jesus. These things that I am testifying to you, oh, they are true. Yes. And I'm saying this yes. in the presence of the living God. Amen. You hear what I'm saying? Yes. And the anointing is in this house yes. because this house is a fivefold ministry. Did you hear that? Uh-huh. I don't want to say it because pastor doesn't want me to say that. But uh, when, I, when, when, I, um, when we're talking, I always say, I know you are an apostle. But he doesn't want to hear me say that. <laughs> but he is. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it again and again. That he is. And he's a man of God. Hallelujah. So, pray without ceasing. Uh, uh, the, the prayers come up for you know, somebody who is about to give up. Somebody here was about to give up. Somebody frustrated like, oh, you know, is God going to hear me? When is he going to answer me? God answers prayer. And, uh, I mean, in actual fact, because you're hearing this message, you're going to see a turn around. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 You're going to see a turn around. When you don't see a turnaround, yes. when you don't see a turnaround, come see me. Amen. So, so okay, we're going to rush and say that uh, in 44, 48, you know, uh, Peter, Peter says, you know what? This is so amazing. Um, I didn't even know that uh, stuff like this can actually happen, you know? Uh, what, what, what's going to stop us to, you know, baptize these people? There's water. He was, and, and you know, whilst it's, the Bible says that whilst he was yet speaking, huh? the, the Holy Spirit fell in their house and they began to speak in tongues and all that. 
So, you know what? I'm closing. I'm closing, and I, I'm going to say, I'm just going to highlight and show you some things that um, uh, the power of prayer and giving. So, Abraham, in uh, chapter 18, uh, he sees three people come, and um, uh, he, he organizes, he runs around, talks to his wife, and they slaughter a whole cow. They gave. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? A whole cow. They just gave. They just gave. And the next thing that you see him do, he's in an intercession. He's interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah before the Lord. He gave, and the next thing, he's interested. As these two are connected. Right. Yes. Don't be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to give, but your prayer life is no way. Wow. It's not going to happen. Yes. So, so the next thing, uh, Abraham, he gives his son. He goes to Moriah, he gives his son. And we hear the Lord say, you know what? Now I know that you love me. See, your giving is going to make the Lord know where you stand with him. Now I know that you love me. So he says, blessing, in blessing I will bless you. Mm-hmm. And multiplying, somebody wants multiplication. Who wants multiplication? In multiplying, I will multiply. And, and not only that, what you're doing now is going to affect your descendants. And he says, your descendants as the stars of him, and the sand which is uh, on the seashore, and your def- descendants shall possess the gates of the enemy. There's some people you see, they're like, what is he doing? I mean, it's like, what is he doing? What, you know? Oh, no, he's, he's walking in the anointing mm. of the fathers. Mm. They, they did the pray, they did the banking for them already. Wow. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm yes. saying? So in your seed, all nations... Of the earth shall be blessed uh, because why? Because you have obeyed uh, my voice. David on the way, uh, Ziklag, you remember? Mm-hmm. So he's going after. Uh, they meet a, an Egyptian boy who had been uh, thrown away by the boss in Amalekite. What do they do? They give him food. They give him food. And because of the giving, their deliverance, they get the information on where the enemy had gone and they, you know, from the giving. And remember, before that, David had sought the Lord. Right. And on the way, they met the boy and he tells them like, oh yeah, I know where they are. That's good. And they go and they, they take over. I'm trying to show you the That's link good. between praying Hallelujah. and giving. The queen, Esther, turned the tables upside down for Haman, who had plotted to slaughter the whole uh, people of the Jewish people. How, what did she do? She did a banquet for the king. <laughs> She's just like, you know, I'm going to throw a banquet for you. And, and, and the queen is like, uh, the king, you know. And then when they were seated, uh, Esther goes by the king and says, you know what? I'm not happy because there's something happening. He says, what's going on, my queen? By giving, he says, well, this guy, your guy, Haman was like second in command. He says, what did he do? And he says, Is and you know what? The next thing, the gallows that Haman had prepared right. for Mordecai, he yes. ended up hanging there. Right. What I'm trying awesome. to tell you is that you're giving will cause you to defeat your enemies. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The angel came to Zechariah whilst he was burning incense and the people of God were praying on the outside and he showed up. Um, He showed up and and he, uh, he spoke to him and all that. And of course, the next thing we see, John... Uh, the Baptist uh, in the picture because he was a man of of prayer. Mm-hmm. So uh, listen, may your prayer life change. Yes. May your giving change. Yes. 
May your spirituality change. My, okay, my final call. Two, two seconds. So, so I, I have the, you know what? I have this boy in, in church back home. I have this boy. I'm in church, and this boy, I know he sits over there. And I, I'm always here. And this particular Sunday, he just came and sat by me. And I'm like, what is this boy? And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, no, there's a reason why I sent him over to you. And I'm like, oh, okay. So as, as, I, as I'm sitting there, I, I looked, you know, like he's, he's seated. And I saw uh, on his, he was wearing pants that were torn. And it's like the minute I saw that, the Holy Spirit knew that I seen that. And he said, like, listen, call him to your house and give him Come clothes. So, so you see what I do? I say, hey, young man. When, you know, when you're done, whatever, you know, come to my house. Well, I'll give you the number. And then he comes and, you know, I give him like a ton of clothes. So in closing, do you know that every job that I've worked, I've always had a clothing allowance? <laughs> every, every job. I'm talking every job. Like, oh, yeah, okay, so, you know, we get an allowance. You know, you got you got buy you got allowed three suits and and all of that and, and so many shirts and so. What I'm trying to tell you, there is a connection between your giving and your pastor. Please come, your giving and your prayer. Your giving and your prayer life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I think I thank the Lord for my pastors here giving me the chance to minister to you all. We are so grateful to God for allowing us the opportunity to share this message with you. Thank you for listening. We want you to know that you are all in our constant prayers. If you have been blessed by today's program, why not consider partnering with us? To make a donation is easy. You can visit us online at www.speckchurch.net or you can call us at 845-956-0133. Once again, that's www.speckchurch.net or 845-956-0133. We invite you to worship with us one Sunday morning very soon. Thank you again for your prayers and support. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And may he be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you.